back! Welcome to Real Lucha Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Lawrence. And I'm Miguel. And we're here to bring to you another breakdown of AEW Dark. Dark. Episode 84. When did this take place? Uh, this is the, I believe, April... Oh, no, yeah, April 13th edition of uh, Dark. 2021. Yes. So, as always, on our wrestling AEW... Um, pods right we yes. want to start with the breakdown that is our gimmick we sum up all the results of the matches of the night so let's get to it all right welcome to the aew dark breakdown of episode 84 Excalibur and Taz are on commentary. First match to begin tonight is SCU versus Midas Black and Jay Lyon. The best melter ever takes it for SoCal Uncensored. Second match is Matt Seidel versus Luther. A lightning spiral by the younger Seidel brother gives him the victory. For match number three, we see Kit Sackett and Hayden Backlund versus Dark Order. The full Nelson by 10 puts Kit to sleep. Fourth match is Jake Manning versus Colt Cabana. A huge shout out to the Man Scout. It was an absolute pleasure to see him wrestle twice in person at Northeast Wrestling. Back to the match. Dark Order's 8 makes the Man Scout tap with Billy Goat's Curse. Fifth match is Amber Nova and Queen Emanata versus Red Velvet and Big Swole. A chef's kiss to Nova ends it. For match number six, we have Aaron Solo versus Fuego del Sol. Solo does a cross-arm pedigree to Alabama's third favorite luchador to make his new faction proud. Seventh match is Andrew Palace, Stone Rockwell, and Mike Magnum versus Gun Club. No 310 to Yuma here as Colton takes matters into his own hands and wins the match with a double underhook twist into a neckbreaker to Magnum. Eighth match is Maddie Rankowski versus Kylie King. Kingdom Falls by the Queen Pin gives her the victory. For match number nine, number nine, number nine, we got Ken Broadway versus Matt Hardy. You think a twist of fate would end the match, but Big Money Matt shows off his new finisher, the Leech, to take it. Wonderful! Tenth match is Barry Morales and Spencer Slade versus Evil Uno and Stu Grayson. Dark Order wins. Flawless victory. Fatality. 11th match is Shauna Reed versus Britt Baker. Speaking of flawless victory, DMD gets another win for the rankings with her lockjaw. 12th match is Carly Bravo and Dean Alexander versus Team Taz. The Swolverine takes it with his savage Drill Claw! 13th match is Layla Gray versus Nyla Rose. Native Beast breaks Gray with a beast bomb. I break bitches! 14th match is Prince Kai and Will Allday versus the Varsity Blondes. The Blondes take it with a rolling elbow by Garrison and a flying Brian by Pillman to Kai. 15th match is Cole Carter versus Lance Archer. The Murderhawk monster can finish the jobber any number of ways, so he chooses a ripcord black hole slam to get the win. And now for the 16th match in main event of the evening, we have Ryan Nemeth versus Alex Reynolds. This one is brought to us by State Farm. Some of the bigger knocks included a backdrop by Nemeth, a school of Fort Knox by Alex, a handstand hammer lock by Ryan that would make Dolph proud, 
a spinning elbow, and a big ol' bomb by Reynolds. Thanks to superfan Aaron, Dark Orders 3 lands a Hong Kong for the one, two, three. Join the Dark Order. All right. Um, Alex Reynolds, Dark Orders number three. The handsome devil himself takes it, making Dark Order proud. And yeah, congrats to uh, Alex Reynolds. I'm pretty surprised about this result. Ryan Nemeth is... For a guy that I never even heard of prior to coming to AEW, right? A lot of people probably, yeah. you know, probably calling him, you know, Dolph Ziggler's brother. Yeah. Z- Baby Ziggs, you know. I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right? Yeah, Anything no, that yeah. you can come come yeah. up with. Exactly. Um, I literally had no idea who this guy was. And basically, yeah, maybe he uh, lost his first match, which was probably like a dynamite match. I don't even remember what it was. But he was kind of on a roll after that. He, every time, every match he's in, he, I mean, I was really surprised when he won against Marco Stun, right? Marco Stun's yeah. been here for a while. And yeah. He, and, I, and I know the size difference is huge, but uh, yeah. Uh, I really thought if I had to put some money on this, that um, the Hollywood hunk would take this one. But no, we have uh, Dark Orders, number three, uh, Johnny Hungy's tag team partner. And he wins with the Hong Kong, which is basically a black hole slam. Uh, this match was interesting. Uh, super fan Aaron, I believe, is the person to uh, influence Alex Reynolds' uh, moves in this match. Yeah. Uh, I was... Uh, I was taken aback by that. I'm like, I feel like we don't have a lot of context. Who is this super fan Aaron? Is he a, is a kid? I, w- I would think it's maybe like a like a kid or something. And if it is, or even if it's an adult, um, that's pretty cool of uh, AW to kind of just put over like a like a fan kind of right because uh, um, the Meat Man John Silver was on commentary supporting uh, his tag team partner for a long time and. Uh, kind of putting over this super fan Aaron or whatever, and uh, he they even named the uh, the big old bomb after big super, old <laughs> super Aaron. So yeah, congrats to uh, Dark Order, congrats to Alex Reynolds. Very cool that he was able to take it. I didn't think you were, but you proved me wrong. So let's go into the very few promos that we actually got. We had three in this episode, which is normal. For an AEW Dark episode. Because if you want some promos. You got to go to Dynamite and Elevation. Because they have some pretty great promos there themselves. So promo number one. We got backstage with Ryan Nemeth. Uh, Ryan Nemeth has proved himself. Alex Reynolds can bring anyone he wants. And he's no hunk. Okay. He's not? Pretty self-explanatory. Backstage with Dark Order. Three says. Tonight State Farm presents... uh, Nemeth versus Reynolds. He's a handsome devil. He just called himself that. Handsome devil, eh? Yeah. And negative one says uh, Nemeth babysat him. He did? Yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, and 
the handsome devil himself says that he will have some new moves in a couple of tricks and he's doing this for super fan Aaron. So shout outs to super fan Aaron. Promo number three is an in-ring post-match by Matt Hardy. Tomorrow he'll show Darby how extreme he can be and he will leech the title from his waist. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty straightforward. Matt Hardy, one of my, basically my all-time fave. Him and his bro, Team Extreme, always showing love here. This is a Hardy pod, even though we never, even though we never talk about the Hardy boys. The- <laughs> right? Yeah, no, that's true. That's a good point. But yeah, uh, that was it for the promos. And uh, as what's becoming the norm, would you like to give us some three matches you thought were standouts that you want to highlight? Absolutely, I would. Starting with the Colt Cabana match versus Jake Manning, a.k.a. Manscout, which if you're not from the Northeast or are unaware of a New England um, wrestling promotion, just we're from Connecticut, so we're aware of it. And we've been to a few events ourselves before. And we saw this, and this is where Manscout originates from. Um, at least that's where we know him from. Maybe... I don't know if he came originally from another promotion elsewhere in the country, but this is where we know Jake Manning from, aka Man Scout, and we are big, we are you know good, pretty good fans of you know we're fans of him. Uh, when he wrestles here, he has massive fans, like he gets huge pops all over a new wrestling, you know, NEW wrestling. Yeah, this is a big uh, Man Scout pod, so we're always gonna show love to Jake Manning. We show love to yes. everybody because we're so pro AEW. But it's pretty cool to have someone that is kind of like from our area. I'm not even sure if he's from uh, CT, but uh, he's been, he's basically on all the <laughs> uh, Northeast wrestling shows that we've been to. So, And like once I saw that Jake Manning was Manscout, uh, I was so thrilled. I was like, oh my God, he's finally making his de- you know, debut here in, a- in Dynamite, AEW. And I was happy because uh, NEW wrestling isn't ha- um, sp- uh, running any events right now due to pandemic still. Uh, I'm glad to see that he made it out, uh, reached out, and looks like, yeah, he reached out to the Bucks. So all elite, and they hired him at least for, you know, the time being. He's not all elite yet, but he's, you know, got his foot in the door. Uh, so, yeah, I, I love how he has his book with him. He keeps, throughout the match, especially the, like, first five minutes of the match, he keeps trying to read that damn book of his. And, but to, and then, but Colt isn't letting him. He keeps, like, stopping him. He eventually takes the book away from him. And then Colt, like, you know, starts, you know, mocking him at one point. He starts feeding himself and then, like, you know, just throws it away or just, you know, tosses it, like, out of the ring. Uh, Colt, uh, he... But I kind of, like, it was funny and all, but, like, I kind of wish Manscout did more to, like, you know, to showcase his uh, wrestling skills in this match. He, he was too obsessed with the book and being a Manscout. <laughs> and so, like, uh, man... Physically, Colt kept, you know, kind of whooped his ass throughout the match. He did multiple splashes to him. Um, he did a big splash to Manscout at one point, which, you know, I was actually, I was ha- I was at least happy to see that Manscout was kicking out of a lot of things that uh, Colt Cabana was throwing at him. So I was glad to see that he at least had a good amount of durability or, you know, endurance for the match. But then Colt eventually wins. He makes him tap. Yeah, with the Billy Goat's curse. And I really, I pray that AEW allows uh, Man Scott to wrestle some more matches here. I want it to be all elite. Who knows? Yeah, uh, that was great. 
and yeah, definitely would have liked to see uh, more stuff from Jake Manning. But I think for what he did, I think he basically could have done all he did for what was probably asked of him, right? We put in Cole over, uh, you know, he's our guy. You're you're making your debut, and as as Cole himself would say, he's all about like the comedy part of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, Jake definitely played into that. He was obsessed with his manual. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't even a wrestling manual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but he was, uh, you know, just reading while before the match and we reading during the match. Um, eight th- uh, a boom Boom takes the book, throws it up in the air and gets a schoolboy on him. That, yeah. that, that's just a really cool spot. Um, when it comes to... Uh, you know, actual moves. Uh, we we get a little bit right, the, the, the tiniest hint, right? Uh, we get a second rope splash, and uh, no, no, sorry, we get a backbreaker into a flatliner combo by yeah. by uh, by Jake, which is pretty cool. Uh, I don't, we don't really see that stuff, right? And yeah, oh, also we get a sunset flip into the turnbuckle. That was that was kind of cool. So uh, really uh, cool for Cabana to yep. let in some of that offense, right? For his fellow comedy guy, right in the in the biz. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, we basically got all we could from you know probably they didn't have much time allocated for this match, right? Correct. So great job uh, to the man scout. I will never forget going to my first A E. I mean my first N E W show. And you having the spot of the night with your trust um, fall fall off the top turnbuckle to the outside onto a bunch of guys uh, while reading your manual. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, uh, good memories there. And you winning the Rumble. He won the the Rumble the night uh, that Cody and Hangman made a surprise appearance in Waterbury. And the main event was uh, a rumble, right? A Royal Rumble type of match. And he took it. Pretty cool. Yeah. And um, next match I want to talk about, I want to highlight was Matt Hardy versus uh, Ken Broadway, who made his AEW debut in this match. And he was another interesting, yeah, another interesting character as well. The only difference is that I was com- I was completely unaware of Ken Broadway going into this match, whereas I, I am com- definitely aware of uh, Jake Manning, aka Man Scout. So Ken Broadway had this like he's built from New York, so I guess he was like I get KFAB wise, he's f- from the New York elite or like you know from like you know the upper class because his thing was money and cash. He carried it around them throughout the whole match, which is funny because he's facing big money Matt. Yes, exactly. He's facing big money Matt, and then of course, but but Ken, you know what? He was bringing it hard to Matt Hardy, and if he wasn't. So obsessed with like trying to get cash into the ring, he could have like capitalized on certain opportunities to like you know cripple Matt more or decapitate Matt, neutralize Matt some more. Um, and I love when Ken is about to does uh, like he like makes the rain money as he's on the top turnbuckle, then he does a moon assault, but like oh, but Matt gets the knees up and then Matt makes him tap out to the leech. Great spot, great. I love, spot. I love that part. And then the, the next match I wanted to go over was the match between <clears throat> uh, Team Taz, so specifically Ricky Starks and Brian Cage versus Carly Bravo and Dean Alexander. 
So I I want to highlight this match because um, lately, uh, like at least before this episode, you show not to cut in too much, but you're showing a lot of love to Carly Bravo and Dean Alexander. Which is pretty interesting. <laughs> uh, oh, is that bad? No, oh, okay. absolutely okay. not. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, so but I I, I want to highlight this match mainly for Team Taz. But, uh, <laughs> okay. right, so like prior to this episode of Dark, Team Taz had like you know their ups and downs, like subtle riffs, you know, and their little a uh, group. Uh, but actually, Cage and Starks are actually do they work they were working pretty great together for most of the match. They they. Conv- super convincingly owned the match, even as like the Ricky Starks goes out of his way to show to help out Cage when he doesn't even need help, or like to, <laughs> to you know make Cage look cool and like have him do his his own moves. Um, and, and you know he's like say he's like you know kind of praising the shit out of Cage. He's trying really hard to looks. It looks like he's trying really hard to like get on Cage's good side, which is smart, you know, because Cage is a big dude. Um. He's uh, he's even he throughout the match when he's on the turnbuckle like on the apron he even he yells to like the audience like look at Cage look at how great he is you know he's saying stuff like that like oh he's like look at that strength and then uh, but Ricky he himself even showcased a good amount of strength in this match too because at one point uh when uh Car- no when Dean did a cross body to Ricky. Ricky immediately uh, reversed it. He like rolled out of it, rolled backwards, and then he tossed, almost like curled tossed Dean onto like you know the upper part of his body, and then he gave him to Cage. So that was like you know Ricky's like a he's like a very uh, slim but like you know lean and then cut dude, but like that was uh, some pretty like that was like Cage like strength right there almost like the way he just like kind of like like lifted him up like with ease like that like it's it's a very hard thing to do and that dean i would say is like what at least 190 to 200 pounds like that yeah it's hard to do a lot harder than, than what even for like strong guys to do like you know muscular guys mm. um especially since like dean alexander he's not a small guy you know You're like you know he's he's probably like some high flyer middleweight um division but yeah so i was impressed with team Taz, and it looks like they're on the upswing right now again looks like they're getting over past their um, issues, their little su- you know subtle issues that they've been having with each other, and yeah, Ricky and um, Brian Cage, like yeah, just keep ripping it up. Uh, hopefully, Taz, you did what you had to do to get him back on the same page. I'm hoping it was because when you both, it was after. I hope the epiphany was when you benched them both, and that was your genius plan all along. Team Taz is fine. Yes, as of right now, they're fine, and I want them to stay that way for at least a little while longer. No problems whatsoever. <laughs> so do you want to... Was that your third match? Yes. Okay. Let's get into our top spot of the night, which is the our favorite move of the night, really. Yes. Our top work of the night, which is uh, anything that is not a move, anything, you know, a storyline, a line by a commentator, Wait, a isn't promo. That our work? Isn't that work of the night? Yeah, that's Are our you? work of the night. Oh, okay, that's okay, our work of the night. And <laughs> our, which, anything that's not a, a big move or a move at all. And then our match of the night, which is self-explanatory. Yes. So do you, Let's see, do you want to go into spot? your spot or work? Yeah, so my spot tonight actually was when, um, do you remember the first match between SCU and Jay Lyon and um, Midas Black? It's when 
Lion and Black use a, a hula hoop, like to try and use like as a part of a double team, <laughs> but they completely fail and then get nailed with a Mel- Meltzer ever. <laughs> so that was actually really funny. Like I don't know what like the, just Jim trying to use a hula hoop for a double team, but completely fails and then get, they get best Meltzer ever. Midas Black and J Line are an interesting pair. I'm saying interesting a lot in this pod, but they're intriguing, if you will. That's your spot of the night. Yes. You know, I as a I had as an honorable mention the best melter ever as a, as a spot. <laughs> I want some. You know, that ties right into that. Another another honorable mention is the fatality. I, I just love. That's probably one of my favorite. Uh, tag team finishers in all of wrestling. Who does that? The fatality is Evil Uno and Stu Grayson oh, okay. in the Dark Order. The OG Dark Order. Um, but my spot is going to go to Colt Cabana. He does a second rope. He goes for a second rope splash onto uh Onto Jake Ma- Jake Manning, the Man Scout, but Scout. he notices mid air that Man Scout is gonna roll out of it, so he jumps off the second rope, lands on his feet like a skip, like yeah. uh, lands on his feet, and then just jumps forward to continue the splash yeah. onto Jake Manning. You know what that reminds me of? That what? reminds me of when you're like skipping rocks yeah. on the water. Yeah. That's, that's what that's what that's what Coco He's like skipping himself. He was gonna do a, a, a splash from the second rope, just skips himself into the splash. So I just <laughs> thought that was a, I thought that was a great it. spot. It was funny. I uh, had a big smile on my face. To to right now, you know, I'm just like just thinking about it. It was so funny. So uh, definitely a spot goes to Colt and Jake Manning for that one. Do you want to go into your work of the night? Yeah, so my work of the night was <laughs> it was actually when um, Lance Archer's match versus Cole Carter. So as Lance is making his entrance and his way to the ring, he so before, you know, it's still his entrance is still going on. So the match has not has clearly not started yet. He boots Cole in the face. <laughs> And then he goes up to the turnbuckle to taunt, and then he goes back and then starts whipping his ass again. <laughs> Everybody dies. That's great. That's a great work. Uh, yeah, when Lance Archer, the Murderhawk monster, first came into the company, that was like part of his shtick. He uh, during uh, his entrance, he would attack like a random person, like like a camera guy or oh, yeah. <laughs> just someone oh, who wasn't yeah. even in the match. He would just uh, assault someone in the audience. Right, it was really funny. So uh, for him to continue kind of like that aggression, I love that. Uh, my work of the night, honorable mention goes to Jake Manning for reading his manual throughout the match. Right, but my actual work of the night goes to Ken Broadway. Uh, this is kind of a weird one, right? Because this is the first time I'm doing this, but the way he sold. Matt Hardy's twist of fate was awesome. He, if Matt Hardy can have multiple people selling the twist of fate like that, I think uh, is it would be pretty great. Cause uh, 
you know, you can just like fall down, turn over, kind of like, yeah, you know, yeah, I, I but, get what you're saying. But yeah. he, he went above and beyond with that, making Matt Hardy, big money Matt, look like a million bucks. So uh, I want to show some love to, to Ken Broadway. Good job, man, for sure. And match of the night. My match tonight was actually Cole Commando versus Jake Manning, a.k.a. Manscout. Because I was just so happy that Manscout finally made his AW debut. And, of course, you know, the manual reading and that ma- that move you, you mentioned that was actually quite quite stellar when um, Cole Cabana did a moonsault. But then he anticipated that. Um, no, a splash. Um, yeah, sorry, splash. And then um, he anticipated that Manning was going to move out, roll out of the way. And then he tiptoes forward to do a splash you know what now that you say moonsault it's kind of like the splash version of when andrade would do a top rope moonsault would notice that the person was rolling out of the way mm-hmm. so he just lands on his feet and does a standing moonsault from there yeah that right was, yeah it's like awesome. the, it's like the version of, it's like the little kid version yeah of that, right yeah it's like if you don't have that amazing yeah, athleticism you know, cole, yeah because well, yeah, like cole isn't as quite as agile as you know as andrade so I bet you he's not as far off as you would think. No, no, yeah, he's right. not. He's not. Cole is. Uh, he's still an athlete. He's a great athlete. Cole's, so. Cole's pretty great in there. Pretty entertaining in the ring. I never seen any of his matches prior to AEW. So when I was really getting to see what he can do, I'm like, wow, that this guy's cool. This guy's funny. This guy's fun to watch in there. Um, yeah, my uh, just to show everyone that the bias is real, I will have to agree with my pod bro here and say that my match favorite my match of the night is also jake manning the man scout versus cult boom boom cabana uh for everything we said right the the spots the work uh just the storytelling that they could do with such little time right uh the debut of jake manning the man scout all of that wrapped into one uh, Billy Goat's Curse. Do you know? Wh- b- by the way, do you know what Billy Goat's Curse is? No. What is it? Not only is it the name of Cole Cabana's finisher, which is basically a reverse Walls of Jericho, if you will. Yep. Right? Um, Billy Goat's Curse is named after uh, the Chicago Cubs. They for they didn't they went on a World Series drought, right? Having not won a World Series in over a hundred years. Yeah. And that one of the one of their reasons why they didn't win in such a long time is because supposedly there was this curse that a billy goat that was actually in the Wrigley Field, the Chicago Cubs Stadium, he gave him a curse. Oh, okay. Yeah. And obviously He's from Chicago, so yes. he named it after that. Cool. Awesome. Well, that does it for us. Uh, remember to tune in to AEW Dark on Tuesdays Live, 7 o'clock on YouTube. And if you can't, just watch it anytime afterwards on YouTube, correct? Yes. All right. Give me two sweet. And thanks for listening, See everyone. See you later, guys. Lucha! Lucha!